I started probably around 30, thereabouts. Yep. I started later in life. Yep. Um, yeah, I actually went overseas with my first husband and um, had Melissa overseas in Spain. Yeah. And um, had a business over there, didn't quite go so well, missed my family here so much. And when I had Melissa, I just came back to Australia and thought, no, nah, never again. I will never do that again. So came back, but I've, I've always had a passion for property yeah. and always kept an eye on things. And um, when I came back, I thought, no, I'm going to do my real estate course and then decide what I'm going to do when that's how I started. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hey folks, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I am super lucky to have the fabulous Amanda Alba. Now, if you've been following the podcasts, you will maybe note that a previous episode had a lovely young lady, Melissa Alba, um, highlighted. Now, Melissa is uh, Amanda's daughter, so I just want to um, pre-frame that because we might get to hear a little bit about mother-daughter, about maybe some more stories about Mel. I don't know what's going to come out of today. <laughs> um, Mel, if you're watching this, you're in safe hands, honey. Your mama loves you heaps. <laughs> so um, without further ado, I did want to say a massive thank you to Amanda for being here today. Thanks, Tab. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> we were joking around before that she was going to say that she'd be, I'd been particularly persistent. It is yeah. absolutely true because I've known Amanda for a long time. Amanda and I have worked together probably, I haven't quite worked it out officially, but at least over 10 years off and on over the years. Amanda's done two stints with Positive Real Estate and she's one of our property consultants. She's uh, here working with clients to match properties to their strategy set by the coach. And um, in reality, Amanda does so much more than that. Um, her knowledge with the property market, her investing knowledge is massive. Amanda, um, you know, you've done everything from house and land, big, de big developments. Um, how long have you been in property? yourself personally um I started probably around 30 thereabouts yeah I started later in life yep um yeah I actually went overseas with my first husband and um had Melissa overseas in Spain yeah and um had a business over there didn't quite go so well missed my family here so much and when I had Melissa I just came back to Australia and thought no nah, never again I will never do that again no. so came back but I've, I've always had a passion for property yeah and always kept an eye on things and um, when I came back I thought no I'm going to do my real estate course and then decide what I'm going to do when that's how I started Ah, and so for a lot of people, they're going to be looking at you because you, Albers, are renowned for your beautiful skin and good looks. You're of Spanish descent. You're absolutely stunning. People will be going, oh, what, she's been in property like two years? <laughs> so I'm 53. <laughs> I will, am I? <laughs> I don't 
I actually know. I was born in 69. Yeah, I'm 53. Far out. This is what happens, folks. So you get old and you start to lose some grey matter. Um, <laughs> I'm 53. Amanda, do you, are you comfortable sharing with us how old you yeah. are? Yeah, I'm going to be 58 this year. <laughs> I believe I've said that aloud. <laughs> that is crazy. Like, um, it just goes to show. Like, I made I made a poor joke about grey matter. Not true, folks. It's um, it's how you feel, what you put out there. I mean, sometimes there's some genetic predispositions, of course, but um, so much of it is mindset. The the studies that they're doing. Which really brings me to today's topic because when I was talking to Amanda about what she wanted people to get from today's interview, it was, um, Amanda, I'll let you put it in your words. Explain what you would like people to get out of today's podcast. Um, God, there's so much. It's really more about the mindset and it's really more about... Um, my biggest lessons in life, for example, is never give up. First and foremost, yeah. never give up. Yep. Um, and be yourself, be genuine through mm. life. Yeah. So important. Don't pretend to be something different because yep. it's not going to work. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and I think if you're looking at doing something, don't put it off to tomorrow. Do it today. It's all yeah. about the now. It's all about living life in the now, in the space of time right now. It's so important. Um, and as I've gotten older, it's becoming more and more prevalent to me that, um, you know, we're only really here for a short time. And it's all about connection with the people that we love and other people around us yep. and how we can give back. It's about giving back as well. Very wise. And so... If we take a few steps back, what's got you to this point? Like what's driven some of your lessons? Tell us a little bit about your journey along the way and, you know, what you're happy to share. Um, because you and I have a similar background in that both of our husbands aren't 100%. Um, both of them have some quite serious illness. So on the face of stuff, often people look like their lives are shiny and bubbly and, you know, that they don't have challenges. And often what I find when I talk to people, I think I've probably coached, we've got 8,000 clients plus now at Positive Real Estate. I've been coaching clients over 15 years. I would hazard a guess how many one-on-ones and interviews with people I've done over this time. And Amanda, you'll be the same. Mm -hmm. And often we measure ourselves with short sticks and we look at other people's lives, other people, what, you know, what people have going on. We might have stories around people being lucky or, and it's not to say why well, was me, but it, it is around mindset and what you're dealing with. And so for Amanda, for myself, there's some stuff that we've had to learn to adjust to and reframe for ourselves and stuff that is important that we haven't allowed ourselves to, ourselves to dwell on. So Amanda, tell me for yourself, there's been some hard times, obviously. Life can be hard, it has its ups and downs. Yeah. 
take me through some of the stuff that's got you to where you are today, what you wanted to partake, you know, people to get out of today um, mm. because people are going to have challenges with their investing, right? Mm, mm, absolutely. Look, um, we have choices, mm. first and foremost, yep. and we can only do the best that we can do at yep. that time. I think a lot of people are very critical of themselves and that can create further challenges yeah. um, and make it harder for themselves through that criticism, that self-criticism. So I think that um, for me, I've, I've learned how to sort of shrug everything off my shoulders and just keep walking. And whatever the situation is, make the best of it. Mm. So um, I, through my um, uh, professional life, I started off really more of working and seeing what I was doing for other people and doubting myself that I could do it oh. and looking at that and thinking, because I was young, never been involved in investment beforehand and so forth. Yep. And I was actually, I started off working in a company called Divine Homes. And we were creating house and land packages for first-home buyers. Yeah. I then thought, well, instead of just in first-home buyers, the, the market allows us to work with investors. So I started working more and more with investors as well. Mm. And I went into creating house and land packages for these investors where they were buying, building and selling. And they were making profits. And I used to sit back I was a single mum at the time and I was sitting back thinking, wow, if I could make that income, if I could make that income. And over a period of time, I was doing it for these people and I thought, why can't I do this for myself? So I started doing it. Mm. Lo and behold, I was making a second income and I thought, this is fantastic in that it just gave me so much confidence to keep going and really pushing the boundaries wherever I go, whatever I do. Mm. If, if I'm told I can't do something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make sure I, I do it. I'm gonna find a way to do it. <laughs> so it's that's how I've been throughout my whole life. And that was the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I find that going through um, different challenges in life, mindset is what's kept me afloat and looking at things from a perspective that tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Today might be a bad day. I'll work with what I've got. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. And that's how I wake up every day thinking today's going to be a better day than what it was yesterday. Yeah. Whether it's um, any challenges personally or through business or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, sometimes when we're living and working with people that are sick around us, mm. it's even more important that we keep our mindset strong and look at the good things in life yeah. and the, the small snippets of joy in life that we do find. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can. That's why when we go on that investment journey and we get those wins, celebrate those wins. 
<laughs> so that, that it's an awesome point because celebration is something that we often don't do. And I've noticed it culturally in Australia, culturally in New Zealand, we don't celebrate our wins mm. um, unless it's a football game. <laughs> Um, the rugby game depending on where you are and and I and I think it is really important because we and we teach our clients to goal set we Mm. teach our clients to be looking forward and I think it's really easy when you settle that property you get that result you get the rental increase whatever it might be to just tick it and move on to the next thing I think celebration is really important for mindset Hmm. just for people that may not be investing already or are looking to, you know, um, uh, do more on their investing journey. You might have one property under you and feel that, you know, you've got a long way to go. Why we're talking about mindset today is because (laughs) without um, patronizing anyone here, you're going to come up against challenges, right? And those challenges are not only going to be with your portfolio, they will be your everyday, they will be work, they will be relationship, they will be health, you know, you name it. Um, it's interesting as you get older, I, I so wish I could take my, what I know now, and I'm sure it only becomes more of this as you get older, and then go back to young me and have the lessons that I've got today. We were talking about this with some of the team, weren't we? We were saying, wouldn't it be good if you could just take everything you got now and reset or reincarnate and come back and then have all of these life lessons and start Mm -hmm. again? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's something around learning not to sweat the small stuff. And I think, Amanda, you're very good at not taking things personally. I can mm-hmm. certainly take a leaf out of your book. <laughs> I do take things very personally. Um, mm. And it doesn't serve. Um, and, um, and that's really important. Your investing success is going to be dictated by your mental capacity to deal with stress and challenges. And none of us start off being able to deal with them well. Would you say that would be fair? We we start Absolutely. off in a place. <laughs> oh, I say to clients all the time now, mm. if I had have had the opportunity when I started off when I was 30 yeah. to have a coach, yeah. to have a team around me yeah. that yeah. would embrace me, that would help yeah. me step by step through my yeah. journey, I'd be in a, on a, in a different world right now. But I didn't. I had to make a lot of mistakes, yeah. learn from those mistakes mm. and just keep going, uh, keep persevering. Yeah. I think having resources that we have here at PRE, yeah. where clients are so fortunate, so, so fortunate. And I have a coach myself outside of PRE. Right, yep. Um, and I see her fortnightly. Um, and it, it embraces everything. It embraces work. It embraces life. And it embraces everything mm. that I need out of it. Um, and I never even thought of getting a coach myself because I thought, well, there's plenty of coaches here at PRE. And, you know, I've got all this experience. I should know what I'm doing. But yeah. no, it always helps to see a different perspective, see it from a different point of view. That's true. Speak to someone that looks at your situation from a bird's eye view and all the moving parts and 
you know, give you that different perspective and different point of view. It's so important in life. Yeah, especially when it comes to challenges. And one of the things that I feel I've learned, and tell me if this is similar to how you feel, Amanda, is at the risk of sounding like a poly Pollyanna, um, when, when I have been given challenges, as much as they are the most, sometimes the most horrendous things to have to face and to deal with, um, you know, life, the longer you are around, the more it will have served you one or two, two of those along the way, mm. um, is something weird. Like what we found with Vin was when um, Vin Mahabi was diagnosed um, uh, with his illness, and, you know, it didn't look good. We were looking at a much shortened um, lifespan at the time. And I remember thinking, this is so weird because it's like it's the best of times and the worst of times. Because it, when you have a problem or a challenge, it focuses all your emotion into that problem and challenge. What it's like is like it highlights the difference between awesome and crap right if we only ever had comfort and an easy life everything would be great yeah when we get these challenges it's absolutely and I'm sorry to swear but as absolute shit as they can be yeah it highlights the awesome times just as much did you find that that yeah suddenly the gap between awesome it was like it was really shit time that Vin was sick, but then it made me realize how much I loved and adored him. And so what I had been maybe taking for granted in the day-to-day grind, suddenly I was aware of how awesome and special he was. And and I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. You've got to be able to take these challenges that you have with property, with um, because you're going to have them, with your investing challenges Mm. and make sure that you learn from them so that they pop out the other side and they make the wins all that better yeah um has that been your experience yeah very similar it's um it can be very confronting Hmm. and um the emotion when the emotion comes into it like you're saying you you love the person but you think well how do I handle this and what do I need to do and how can I support and how can I keep going all these (laughs) questions and all these things that go through your mind yeah um you just need to be yourself and just keep going one day at a time and you know that life puts things into perspective yeah it really does it does and you and I have invested for years through a multitude of markets. Mm-hmm. So we've seen high interest rates, we've seen low interest rates, we've seen um, uh, GFC crashes. Yeah. Honeymoon um, rates as we have been on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen, so, you know, and there's been a multitude of challenges along the way. Mm. Um, and so when you've been thrown some of your biggest property curveballs, um, because, you know, there were times when I thought I was going to be starting from the beginning again. Mm. Um, and I was, sleep is not my problem. I can always sleep. Uh, but if I am stressed about something, I will start waking up 
um, early in the morning. So I'll wake up at, you know, 2, 3, 4 a.m. and just yeah. toss and turn, right? So I can yeah. always go to sleep. And, you know, those times when you have property stresses that um, cause you to wake up at night and feel really stressed, mm. you've had your fair share of those. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so tell me, how did your, how did you, did you have a good mindset at that point in time or did you have to foster it? Where did you get your good mindset from? Because yeah. you're very resilient, yeah. but it, it's not something we're born with. Right. So no. tell me about that. And it's all of those experiences yeah. has created the way I am today with yeah. how I look at things. So what I share with clients is it's not a matter of just getting your foot into the market. It's how are we going to maintain that property over a long period of time? Because the markets are going to go up, they're going to come down and they're going to go sideways. Yeah. So the main, the maintenance of that property, how we're we going to maintain it yeah. is equally just as important, especially when we are looking at rates going up equally. Um, the rents are going to be going up, but understanding that cash flow position is yeah. so important because we can plan to make sure that yeah. that property is going to be a set and forget to a certain degree. Once yeah. we're in that property and we have enough buffer there to maintain that property over a long period of time, well, I know then that I can take a year off work if I want to and not be on a taxable income. And I know that that property is going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, so if I look at property or, yeah. through those yeah, if I look at property that way, then why shouldn't I get into the market? Yeah. Why and wouldn't so, I want to get in? Of course, but as far as your mindset, so let's say, you know, I'm speaking frankly and I hope it's okay. You and I have had those times where we're like laying awake at night going, oh, everything I've worked so hard for, I am potentially going to lose because GFC hit and it was rough. And... Where does Amanda get her resilience from? Was that learned? How did you talk to yourself? Like, how does somebody learn to shrug off this stuff other than getting a coach? How, how do they, how do you frame things to yourself? So if you were to be on the brink of losing it all tomorrow, what would, what would you go through? What would your process be? How would you think? That would be so hard. <laughs> I don't, that'd be, that's a really hard question because firstly, it's very confronting to think that, right? But when you're, when, you're, when you're in that situation or if you are in that situation, I would think you'd have to sort of take yourself out of that situation. I would go away somewhere for a few days and just clear my mind and look at everything from a clean slate. I wouldn't want to make decisions when I'm highly emotional with fear that I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. So I would want to take myself out of that situation yeah. and put my emotions aside and look at the facts before me and make decisions on that basis rather than react to it. Yeah. I find okay, that so reacting to things, yep. yeah, I, th I find that uh, reacting emotionally to those sorts of situations will only make it worse for myself. Yeah. 
And that's where people make wrong decisions because they're reacting to something and they're not looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Because when you first start out, the problems that you feel are massive um, become like non-events by the time you've invested for years and you've done bigger stuff and had bigger problems, right? Because um, generally with more money or more um, uh, complex um, strategies come bigger problems. So mm. you build up like an investing muscle, don't you? You do. And then, yeah. and, and so when you first start out, something like the rent not being paid, um, a tenant being painful, <laughs> uh, you know, someone kicking a wall in, um, a letterbox, you know, not built properly by the builder yeah. when you're settling. Those yeah. things can seem like big issues on the back of other challenges. You know, when you've had all those little yeah. things and it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. But then later on down the track, obviously, that shifts um, mm. because th- and those things don't seem so big. Mm. But what do you tell yourself? So if I was Amanda and I was having a problem today, so say it was a fairly sizable problem and most people would get quite wigged out about it. What does mm. Amanda say to herself? How, how does your, like, it's great to say that, um, you know, you can shake stuff off, but what does it look like for you to shake something off? Mm. I, I've actually taken up, um, I've attempted it throughout my life so many times, meditation and mindfulness. And in the last year, yeah, I found COVID was a big, uh, was a time in my life that I realized as a human being, we only need three things, food, water, and shelter. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? I'm in the industry of shelter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought to myself, well, I'm, I'm in the right industry, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and living through that COVID timeframe where we had so many clients that were panicking and were really concerned about yeah. what's going to happen through this time and all the rest of it. Yeah. I experienced, and all most of the coaches or everyone, I thought, um, experienced the most, the busiest time of our lives where we actually, with our clients, where we really pulled our sleeves up and went into strategies with clients, looked at their situations, how they can put safety nets together, how they can work through that time. It was everyone coming to the table and working towards the same result, which was to help the client out the other end. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that year, so many clients saved so much money (laughs) that they were able to reinvest. And it's, I feel it's the same with any problem that you really have to quieten the mind and look at the situation for what it is so meditation and not exaggerate it yeah yeah <laughs> okay so park that thought so meditation is something is a tool you use yep and mindfulness meditation is a tool i use and i've been learning to use every day before i start work i meditate And it sets my day because sometimes the day just gets frantic and I've got, I start off with a to-do list and I end up with three times as much by the end of the day, instead of getting that down. Mm. And 
I used to think, oh, I've got to get back to this client. I've got to get back to this client. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Now I set my day by going through that meditation, that quiet time for myself. And it quietens my mind. And I just find I sit at my desk and I look at my to-do list and I actually look at priority. Mm. And I look at it as if to say, well, this is my work for the day and I'm just going to tick it off one by one, one by one. But very calmly, in a very calm way. Whereas I used to get quite panicked by looking at how much I had to do ahead of time. Oh my goodness, I've got all of this to do. Now I think I've got this next to do. And then once I do that, I've got this next to do. Okay. And so for somebody that is learning to manage their mindset and to deal with problems, that's very helpful. So some mindfulness um, meditation, if that works for you, um, but mindfulness definitely. And, um, and calming the mind because what we do know, there's been multiple studies and they'll talk about how <laughs> you pretty much literally get stupid <laughs> when you're stressed. Like we all know yeah. panic, you know, you become yeah. like a deer in headlights. Um, high levels of stress is not dissimilar to panic. And so when you're in an incredibly stressed state, essentially your IQ drops. And so your likelihood of making poor decisions when you're in an extremely stressed state um, are massively increased. So one of the key skills that Amanda has built over the years is um, is to calm her mind and to practice mm -hmm. meditation and mindfulness so that mm -hmm. she makes quality decisions and doesn't overreact. Mm -hmm. The other thing you said that I want to touch on is you said, don't make things bigger. So this is also really important. When I coach clients, I think if many clients, if they are listening to this, will be familiar with me saying, and it's a saying I've taken from, it was either Scott Harris or Jason Witten. Um, and it is to see things for what they are. We don't make them bigger than they are or better than they are. And we don't make them smaller or less important than they are. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really key um, for yourself as a leader um, for yourself for career, for yourself for family and relationship arguments, mm. and certainly for your investing. Because if you blow a problem up and you make it massive, or sometimes I say to my hubby, I don't know about you, I'll say to Vin, oh, I've had an absolute shit day. I know I'm using bad language. I'm just going to like poor, like not, you know, um, language that's going to help my mindset. I'm just going to make everything really big right now. <laughs> I'm going to get all out and then I'm going to come back down to earth. So just let me get it out and then, but don't take it to heart. Then he'll go, all right, babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. And yeah. I even say that to Jason, like at, at, um, at, uh, at leadership, you know, sometimes I'll say, listen, I've got a real challenge in this space. I'm just going to make things really big right now. And yeah. because I pre-frame with him and with Vin and with other spaces in my life that I, I, I actually have to express, because sometimes we have to express, bottling mm -hmm. stuff isn't always good, but expressing, right. I've got to express 
but then you need to bring it back down to earth, right? And you need to see things for what they are. So what is real is a great mm. question I often ask myself. Is this true? Is this factual? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, Amanda, but when clients come to me with a challenge, I get them, I let them get the challenge out and then I'll say, okay, so what are the facts here? Show me the facts. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So no one returned your call. Okay. So um who did you leave a message for? One person. Okay, so one person hasn't returned your call. And that's probably a poor example. But as, um, you know, the property manager didn't like me, they, whatever it might be, I called yeah. them three times. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I called them three times within three minutes. All right, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're, I'm guilty of that, right? I'm a squeaky wheel. I will call someone three times in three minutes. But mm. that's not going to change my result. I should have just called them once. You get the drift. Mm. Um, anything you want to expand on in that space? No, other than I learned that lesson from my beautiful husband, actually. Um, oh. He taught me that. Be factual. When, when you're, oh. um, it's fine to express yourself and, and um, yep. pre-frame it that this is all coming. <laughs> so it's nothing personal. But I just leave, need to let it off my chest. Because um, you are an expresser. Oh, I, I am, yes. <laughs> I am. But I've learned through his help to sort of bring it back to facts. And it's so important. And it's and we work with clients every day where we teach that, that, you know, if 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 the if you're having a bad experience with a property manager, um, Okay, let's bring it back to the facts. What is, what are the facts? Mm. What has happened? Yeah. What's been communicated? Because sometimes the miscommunication itself, they think they might be saying something, but it's actually not being taken that way on the other end. Oh my God, communication. I call it the C word. Yeah, like, oh. communication is a big thing. Huge oh, thing. Massive. Yeah. Do you know, sometimes we just communicate so differently. Like I'm sure Jason won't mind me sharing this because I'm, <laughs> so because Jason and I have worked very closely together for 15 years and we communicate very differently. Mm. And he'll say something to me and I'll think, oh, yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. I'll go off and implement. And he's like, right. Why? Because my surname is right. Right. <laughs> Why'd you do that? And I'll be like, you told me they'll go yeah. I never said that and so at one point so we could iron out our communication I said to him I'm going to repeat back everything that I think you've said to me mm. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that I know true. I've heard what you're trying to communicate and it was as daft as that it was the extreme version of active listening mm. because I just didn't hear what he said and he thought he'd told me and I just didn't, yeah. you know, there was this, this gap and it solved it. It was, it, but we had to get down to that real nitty gritty active communication mm. because what I find, and once again, Amanda, tell me if you think this is right, is that there's very few people that are actually lazy and just want to do a shit job. Mm. Yeah, it, absolutely. Usually it comes down to either being overwhelmed out of their depth or having a bad day and you've just happened to be the one that cops it yeah. um, or communication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
and so if, important. And if, yeah, and if you can work through that with empathy and and not go to DEFCON 9 when there's yeah. a frustration, and you're very good at that. Yeah, yeah. You are very good at, at that and ringing me and saying, hey, listen, we, I've seen, I've noticed this. I'm bringing yeah. it to your attention because it's going to become a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. very good at that. So what else do you use for your mindset? So the meditation, you get it, you have a coach that you work yeah. with? I work with, yeah. um, just um, one thing that I did get out of the last year through the coach was yeah. how to manage issues or challenges in my own mind and not... Oh take it out on other people around me because sometimes we tend to or I used to anyway um talk too much and take things out on the people that are closest to you if there's a challenge that you're going through and it wasn't intentional but it was just the result and so over the last year I've actually learned to manage things in my own mind I don't have to have a conversation with somebody else to help me through that challenge and that was a big thing for me. Um, yeah. How it's, do you do it's, that? Well, just different situations. It's quite in-depth. But um, I've got to remove myself from the situation and the challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do for myself now is that if I'm having a bad day to, at work and I'm right up here, I've just got to close the computer and walk away. And I just gather my thoughts and recompose myself before I come back to where I'm at. Um, and I do that in my own mind. And it's really hard to explain how, how, it, how I actually do it, but it's, it's been a process. And it's helped me tremendously with different challenges, even with hubby being sick or just with, you know, different things in life with work yep. and everything else yep. um it just helps me tremendously i don't have to go through those challenges and voice them out with another person um it's been oh. fantastic for me that and meditation has been the highlights for me yep. in the last year that's just taken me to another level in my own life that's really interesting i i use sweating it out <laughs> Yeah, everyone's different, right? <laughs> yeah. Mel took me to a retreat, um, a meditation, uh, like a, a yoga retreat, not too long ago, a few months ago. And that just, that retreat just enforced or, or set it in concrete that the path that I was on and what I was doing was the right path for me. Yeah. And it really made me make, it made me think, well, no. I'm not going to skip today because I've got to take a phone call. This is important to me and I'm going to do it. Yeah. So if anything, that retreat and where she took me helped me tremendously. Yeah. yeah. So all important lessons, my friend. Um, so I guess from today, what, um, without stating the pleading obvious, um, what would be, um, what would be the key takeaways are, um, to the, managing your mindset, whether it's with your relationships, whether it's with property. Um, and as you go for some of your goals, you're going to hit those roadblocks. 
Um, I always remember uh, a good friend of mine saying to me that when you've set a goal and then you hit a brick wall, it's not to stop you. It's just the universe testing how badly you want it. And Absolutely. so, <laughs> yeah. So don't let that brick wall stop you guys. Um, and I guess part of what I'm proud that we do here at Positive is um, is that it's a guarantee that you're going to hit a brick wall when you come to mm-hmm. investing. It might be your finance. It might be, you know, who knows. But there will be a brick wall along the journey of investing. It, it's a given. But then it's what is your roadmap around that? How do you get around that? What's your plan to get over that brick wall? How badly do you want it? Um, and why is it important to you? And when you start to know some of these whys and you tie in the mindset stuff that we've talked to Amanda about today um, and you've got that plan, uh, it just makes such a difference to your results and how quickly you attain those results. Um, and you become along the way, right? Absolutely. Where there's a will, there's a way. Always. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So I think we'll leave it there for today, folks. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being on. Um, I know I twisted your arm, but I really (laughs) appreciate it. That's okay. (laughs) And um, and that was awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.